0: It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hey, everyone. We are back. back. Back again.
0: Better than ever. Here to recap... The second episode of Matt's season, which I'm so excited because, like, we finally are getting into the season.
1: And, and like gritty.
0: Right. Like, and now it's time to see the dates, to see how these girls interact on a group date. So I can't wait to get into it and um, we're going to be recapping his second episode and then we will have a special interview with another guest on the bachelor degree, Kendall Long. So we're so excited to have Kendall um, come on our show and she was awesome and we can't wait for you guys to hear the interview. So that's going to be at the end of our recap and thank you again to Kendall for coming on the show. Yes. All right. Should we jump right into it? let's jump into it what did you think initial thoughts
1: I loved this episode like it just it just keeps getting better and better and like (laughs) the first shot of the episode was a like photo or a still of the Peloton brand and (laughs) they did it on the first episode too and I was like is this season sponsored by Peloton? Like, he needs a brand deal or something. Because I know from his Insta stories that he's always doing Peloton. He's always working out. And is is, is Peloton, like, a brand deal? I, like, what is this? Well, here's my thought. Maybe he has, like, a sponsorship
0: deal with Peloton. And they asked if he could, like, incorporate it into the show. Because I feel like a show like The Bachelor doesn't really do, like, sponsorships. Yeah. But I feel like they do feature things. And so maybe it's more of, like, a Matt James sponsorship that he has, like, brought on the show. That's, that's possible. That's Especially very possible. Especially because he's like so fit and works out all the time. Like... Yeah. just made beautiful. that obvious. <laughs> like, he's literally so beautiful. I can't handle it. Like, I just was staring at him the whole episode and was like, how is he human? Yeah. And, like... Literally. I just I can't so initial thoughts for me are just like holy shit I can't wait to stare at him for the next however many weeks (laughs) I want to date him (laughs) for sure and also like Victoria needs help
1: (laughs) oh I yeah she I think she's in denial like obviously we can sort of get into it but like Brie was picked for the first one-on-one and she when they were talking about it First of all she's the only one that's talking and gives no breath to any of the other girls and she's completely in denial that she's jealous of Brie going on the first date like Mm -hmm. it's just denial. I just like I
0: almost feel bad for her because I feel like this environment for her is bringing out like so many of her insecurities which like I can only imagine what the show does to you going on it like I'm sure it's quite an experience to be in a room with 32 other women and comparing yourself to them and all trying to compete for one person. So like I do take that into account, but this is another level of like super just like self-destructing, you know, insecurities coming out, trying to like make herself feel better by ripping other
1: people apart. And it's like, this is not a good look. Like, holy shit. I know. It's so sad to see. I was um, watching Caitlin Bristow's Instagram stories and she was saying how like she feels kind of bad for Victoria because like you said, it's just bringing out the worst in her. And like, she just wants to go all therapy on her and see what the deep rooted issue of these insecurities are. And I kind of agree with her. Like, I want to know what is stemming these thoughts to come up and her like, starting these conversations with these women because it's not normal. It's no, not. No, I
0: just like literally the whole time was like, she needs therapy. Like, I hope she gets into therapy because like this Please. is not this is not good whatsoever. And like, it just obviously is creating such a toxic environment within the house. And it really sucks because I feel like in seasons past, it's been like a couple girls that have kind of created this environment, but I feel like it's really just her who's like, quite honestly, trying to stir up drama with anyone she can. And the girls are
1: just like, what the hell? It's, it's just her. And yeah, it's, it's so bad. And it's only the second episode. And it's just her. It's the second episode. It's the first week there, like, Mm -hmm. calm down. But I don't think there's any stopping her. There's, there's no stopping her. And because of because of everything she's saying, she's alienating herself. And I don't think she's self-aware enough to realize that she's alienating herself from these women.
0: Exactly, yeah. So it was just, it was a lot, obviously, of airtime for Victoria this episode with the drama, but there were some really amazing times in the episode, um, starting off with Breeze one-on-one, which
1: I freaking loved and I love them together so so adorable I mean they were driving ATVs and I would have sucked at this because I've driven ATVs before and I was so bad at it like it was like a group excursion and I was the last one in line and I had to catch up to everyone and I just oh my god I was so bad at it but like it looked so much fun
0: yeah no it looked awesome I feel like that would be right up my alley and she you know definitely gave it her all you could tell she was a little bit nervous in the beginning but Um, I felt bad for her because she was obviously behind Matt and he was like, so (laughs) much dirt was going on her. And I was like, oh, this poor girl. But then she got him back when they, you know, were doing donuts in the mud and then he flips the ATV. I'm like,
1: oh my God, like how embarrassing. Yeah, no, it was, honestly, I would have freaked out if we flipped over, but it was so cute when he said, like, the first thing I thought of is that Bree's mom is going to kill me. I was like, that's so sweet. Right. Like,
0: like, it just so- totally speaks to his character that, like, his first thought is about her mom. And not, so like, I don't, I'm like, oh, my God, you were just genuinely such a great human being. But it was also so cute because then they were just, like, throwing mud at each other.
1: And I was like, oh, this is adorable. Yeah, yeah so so adorable and then like obviously any excuse to take his top off like dying
0: he literally took it off and she was like so
1: distracted it was hilarious I'm trying to count how many abs she's like he has anywhere from eight to 16 abs I was like yeah can confirm literally I was trying to count him too I was like holy
0: shit he is just beautiful and I was cracking up because I was watching Matt's Instagram story last night and he was like <laughs> the producer <was laughs> before Brie came um I'm assuming she was like going to get changed into her bathing suit to like get in the hot tub and yeah. he was literally in the woods doing push-ups like trying to like get himself
1: jacked up for for having his shirt off. <laughs> literally I was like oh my god too funny but like the first thing I thought of when they were going straight from the mud into the hot tub I was like that water is gonna be so disgusting like mm-hmm. all the build-up from the mud and everything I know I hope like, they got some like rinse off before they went in yeah otherwise like bleh, gross <laughs> yeah but
0: it was like so
1: cute and like yeah. I loved the way that
0: they they both just kind of stopped talking and he like gave her this really serious look and then he leans in and kisses her and I was like oh my god like that just was so amazing I loved that
1: yeah I love the conversation that they had obviously they can relate on so many levels with like their growing up and it was really interesting to hear more about her life and that her mom had her at age 13 which I can't even imagine like being so young and having a child um And obviously she mentioned that her father was absent most of her life. And like, I just love that Matt was able to like, be so empathetic towards her because he like related to her on so many levels. And Mm -hmm. I love that they both said that they just like gravitated towards friends with bigger families because they didn't really have a big family of their own. And I just, I loved that moment that they had.
0: Yeah. I felt like they could connect so much on so many different levels Um, that it was really nice to see that. And you could tell it made them both feel like so much more comfortable around each other, Um, which makes sense. Like if you can connect on your background, like that's so much of what a relationship is based off of. is like how you grew up and what your values are. Um, But yeah, when she said her mom was 13, I was like, oh my goodness, like that is so young. And, you know, obviously she, I was looking at her Instagram. It looks like she still has a like, you know, a good relationship with her mom. And she had mentioned on the show that it was a little bit strained because um, her mom had like had, I think she said has a fiance now and is like starting a family and she kind of felt like a little left out. Um, but I was kind of thinking like they almost grew up together, you know, like there isn't much of an age difference between them. And her mom was still growing up and being a teenager while she was raising a baby. Um, yeah, yeah. That had to be such a tough and like extremely
1: unique situation. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Cause you know, I feel like when I hear about a lot of teen moms, they have their kids at either like six from like ages sixteen to nineteen. But when she said 13, I was like, wow, like you said, like they both had so much growing up to do. I mean, she was still a child, like she's she was at the beginning of her teenage years, which I feel like is a very developmental time mm-hmm. in someone's life so yeah I can't even imagine and um and I just hope they have like a good relationship now yeah exactly so it
0: was definitely a super cute you know date though and then like the fireworks at the end and they were making out and I was like okay like a Cinderella moment <laughs>
1: all the girls from the house watching being like
0: oh I wish yeah. I could have been there <laughs> oh, no. I'm like well no I'm glad it was Brie I feel yeah. it- I feel like she's gonna be a top contender for sure.
1: Yeah, top top four in my eyes.
0: I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, yeah. then we got to our first group date of the season, and oh boy, what a group date it was!
1: I, I, I kind of loved it. Like, okay, but like there were eighteen girls on the date, which is so many girls, and yeah. then. They bring back this photographer. I'm like, this photographer needs a freaking raise, okay? His photos are shit, but like the stuff that he has to do. Oh my God. I literally wrote this down and was like, please tell me, or
0: no, I texted my my group chat and I was like, someone please tell me why this man like either is an awful photographer and isn't an actual photographer, or they're like putting the weirdest edits on his photos and making them look like blurry, and, like, oh super God.
1: exposed. And I'm like, what, what is going on? No, so bad. Also, the producers need to come up with some different date ideas because they did this exact date on Nick Viall season. And they did this with Tayshia and Zach on a one-on-one. Really? I'm like... With the same photographer, which, like, I get, you know, Bachelor likes to
0: keep their people, which is fine. And he's awesome. Like, I want to be his friend. And I want his fur coat or whatever he was wearing. Um, right. <laughs> but and the pink suit the pink suit is beautiful um, everything but I'm just like come on we are in a different environment in PA there's like so many outdoorsy things you can do and you're like throwing these girls in freaking wedding dresses and taking pictures this is so stupid
1: yeah I mean obviously I love the spin that they put on the date like that seems so fun but can we talk about Victoria when she <laughs> went up to take a photo with Matt i was repulsed by their kiss he wait did
0: you look at his mouth he literally was like like he had it like open and he like didn't like fully lock with her because like he didn't want to like kiss her and i was like i'm gonna
1: throw up (laughs) i was gagging like so gross i've never seen a kiss more cringy or a bachelor not wanting to kiss someone. Like
0: I know. But it made me feel so bad because I feel like there was a m- multiple times throughout the episode where girls asked him for a kiss. And I was like, don't freaking ask for a kiss. Like, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. And then he obviously feels obligated to say, like, yes, because if he says no,
1: then that's fucking awkward. Yeah. And I feel like Matt's the type of person who will only kiss someone if he feels it. So... The fact that these women are continuously being like, can I have a kiss? Can I have a kiss? I, 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 like you said, he definitely feels obligated to do it. Right. And I was like, oh my. And I felt so bad, like
0: sort of so bad, that of course it was Mari that she interrupted. <laughs> and Mari was the one that got interrupted last time with the dildo. And now this she- Poor girl. I was like, she can't catch a break. Like, oh. Victoria swoops right in and takes the photo with Matt. And then her bra- I was like girlfriend like what are you wearing because your whole bra in the wedding dress is completely exposed and then we see it later in the cocktail party
1: have you ever I... chicken cutlets
0: like right or like literally like nipple pasties like we just
1: what, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is going on here it was, it was awful oh my god so bad Yeah, so obviously then Chris Harrison comes in and it's like, oh great, what's gonna happen now? And he says that, you know, half the girls didn't even get, like, a photo shoot with Matt. And they go down to play Capture the Heart, which is most likely a spinoff of Capture the Flag, which, like, ooh, fun. Like, that seems fun. What do you think of it? Well,
0: at first I thought it was gonna be, like, really nasty. (laughs) Because I was like, okay... These girls are gonna get like down and dirty and pretty rough with each other, but I feel like it was kind of pathetic.
1: Yeah, only some of the girls were going ham. I'm like, you either go all in or like don't do it at all. And the ref when they showed the referee sitting on the side, it was like, Who is this man? Like, what is he doing here? He is no like what? Didn't we see him in Tasha's season when they had the like
0: fighting in the boxing ring? Oh, was he, was he on that date? I don't remember. He was definitely on one of the dates from last season because he looked so familiar. But,
1: like, he was just sitting there. I'm like, what's He's just like, splatter all over him. And then when the photographer gets out behind the bench and goes and is like, in the wild, like, getting photos, I was like, oh my God, this man actually needs a fucking raise. Like, uh, it was so funny. But also,
0: I was laughing because, like, the girls are just running around like idiots and they're like throwing like paint at each other and then like trying to grab these items but it wasn't like super specific as to like what they were supposed to do I feel like so it was just kind of like a shit show of these girls running around and, Oh, it's just like so bizarre I'm like what is going on and then they all were fighting over the
1: heart and it was a mess it was a mess Yeah, I was trying to think back to my childhood when I played Capture the Flag, like, what the actual rules are. Like, I don't even remember. And they didn't even, like, describe what the rules were. So I was just kind of like, what is happening? Well, yeah. Um, Yeah, if you had to pick a team to be on, would you be on the red team or the gold team? Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think who was on each team. So So the red team contained Victoria, I think Kit... um. Let's see. All, all I can remember is the gold team had Abigail, Katie, Rachel, Mari, but she got moved as most valuable bride. So she got shifted over. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like I thought that
0: the yellow team or the gold team was going to be really strong. Um, I felt like they had like a lot of good girls on there. So I was pretty surprised when they didn't win. Um. Yeah. But red team wins. And like you just said, Mari was able to go on that date because obviously when the red team won, they got more time with Matt and the gold team had to go home, which that just really sucks because like, it's the first group date. And I feel like it wasn't fair to do a date where like half of the people had to go home, but it also was 18 girls. So that would have been really tough to have
1: like 18 girls in a little like mini cocktail party after. Right. I'm surprised that they had two one-on-one dates and one really big group date because I feel like usually the first couple episodes when they're trying to really dwindle down who the Bachelor likes and dislikes, they usually have one one one-on-one date and then two like smaller group dates. That way more girls can get on the date and get more time. So I was really surprised by the way they formatted the show this time.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was in a couple girls didn't even get a date
1: um right
0: so that sucked but I was a little like annoyed I guess by Rachel who was on the gold team in her little interview after she was like literally crying that they didn't win and like I get it it's early or it's early stages and like it's obviously super pivotal in the beginning to like make that connection with him
1: but I was like girlfriend stop crying you'll get another chance (laughs) yeah Katie was crying too Vibrator girl like I get it. It was, like, a long and exhausting day, and, like, at that point, emotions are probably running really high, and they're probably hangry and cranky, so I get where they're coming from, but, like you said, like, you'll be okay. You'll be okay.
0: (laughs) What did you think Uh, of his conversation
1: with Lauren in the um, cocktail party? I loved it, and she really just gives me Rachel Lindsay vibes. I think I said that last time. Like, she just – reminds me of Rachel Lindsay because I feel like with Rachel even like when she came out strong on next season she like fell back for a little bit and then like really came up to the top and I just feel like Lauren is definitely gonna be a dark horse this season where like people are gonna kind of forget about her maybe but like she's there and she's strong and um I think she said that she wanted like a man of faith and I was and like she loved like giving each other grace. And I was like, is this Bridgerton? <laughs>
0: literally, I keep thinking that Matt looks like Simon, probably because I've watched it like three
1: times now. Like the no, whole literally. Entire-
0: yeah. Like, I was um, like
1: I was like, oh my God. Like Matt reminds me of reggae Jean Page from Bridgerton. Like, what the heck is like going on? Full, full Simon vibes. Um,
0: I freaking love that show, but I digress. I thought yeah. their conversation was awesome. Um, And he obviously really liked it. I think like the faith thing was really big for him um, that she said, like, she's obviously really interested in having a partner who is, you know, has values and faith. Um, So she got the group date rose. And I felt like some of his other, you know, little like one on ones with people were just like awkward and multiple people asked for a kiss. And I was like, please don't ask for a kiss. Like, that's so awkward
1: yeah especially Victoria's okay first her dress like so bad so bad she called him a prize like girl have you seen the show he's not a prize like he's a human being Mm -hmm. and she said that she was insecure because she was gonna pick the wrong dress I'm like What? (laughs) We're like, honey, you're insecure for a lot of other reasons. Like you need help. (laughs) I
0: just, it was so bad. And you could tell that she was just like trying to like pour her heart out to like get noticed by him. And it was just like such a desperate conversation. And I was like, oh boy, like there are some like deep rooted issues that she needs
1: to handle. It was so bad. It's like pulling teeth with yeah. like a child. It's like tug of war. It, it was so like, oh, I was just cringing at the screen. And then obviously she was one of the people that asked for a kiss. And you could tell he actually was like, can I bring you upstairs? And yeah. then she was like, can I have a kiss first? And he, you could tell he just did not want to kiss her.
0: Oh, like you. I just was like, oh, this poor guy. He's got to kiss all these bleh. I just frogs. All the frogs before he kisses his princess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I will say something's freaking me out about the way that he
1: kisses. He keeps his eyes open. Yes, I saw that on TikTok, and I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I was like, "Is this like a new trend where you keep your eyes open?" Like, I don't like it. It scares me. I literally wrote like like, "I'm scared." Yeah, no, it, it's so strange. I think Tyler needs to help him out with his yeah. kissing. Oh, Tyler was such a good kisser. Oh, I loved watching him and Hannah kiss. I was, I actually downloaded an episode from, it was when Ty- Tyler and Hannah went on their first one-on-one date in Rhode Island, and I was re-watching the episode. Their first date, I'm like, oh, why didn't they not end up together? Like- <laughs> I had this one day, like, holding up yeah. for that. Yeah, I think they're meant to be, but I was going to ask you, what did you think of Matt pulling Lauren aside, like in a separate room to give her the group date rose? Because usually the bachelor bachelorette gives out the group date rose in front of everyone. So what did you think of him doing that?
0: It's a good question. I honestly, I liked it a lot more. And I think because it was still like somewhat of a large group date, Um, I felt like it was way more personal and it like allowed them an intimate moment for him to give that to her and then for them to like have a kiss and it wasn't so much like in your face and disrespectful to the other girls. So I really liked that. Um, And I definitely, I don't know, I like Laura and I feel like she's like a very strong, independent woman. Like that's kind of the vibe I get from her. Um, And Mm. I think
1: it's, I'm excited to watch to see what their relationship does. Me too. Me too. All right. Then we had the next one-on-one date, which was with Sarah. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think, Miss Broadcast love Sarah. Journalist?
0: <laughs> I literally love her. I think that she like has such a good head on her shoulders, and she, I feel like, is a really, really strong person. And obviously, like that has come out with you know the fact that she gave up her career to take care of her dad, who has um, ALS. And I just feel like, you know, she's gone through a lot in her life, but also really knows what she wants and um, just seems like she has a really good personality and she's fun, um, super smart. So I loved their date. I love that they did something adventurous because I feel like maybe that's not like maybe she is adventurous, but not like all the time.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. I would want to be on this date. I mean, it seems so fun. I'm obsessed with the coat that she was wearing. I just I need to say that these girls are like some of the most fashionable bunch. I feel mm-hmm. like even Matt, he's like pulling through with those outfits and those Zara coats or wherever it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, the fashion on the season is really great. Really good. Um, <laughs> And when she was like talking about the more deep stuff on our dinner date, I was like, wow, she's 24. Like she does not look 24. She does not act 24. And it's probably because she had a lot of growing up to do and like taking care of her dad. And it was just, it's, it's crazy to me that she's 24. I mean, she acts more mature than some of the older women Mm -hmm. in the bunch. So yeah, I really enjoyed watching her date and I think she's going to go pretty far.
0: Yeah. um, I did not realize that she was 24. I thought she was much older than that. I feel yeah. like she
1: looks like she's 28. That's what I thought, too. She looks like she's 27 or 28, and yeah. she does not look 24. The fact that she's, like, two years older than you and three years what? older than me, I'm like, what? Like that's wild. And also, I'm wondering,
0: did she say, like, how long she's been a caregiver for her dad? Because, like, she hadn't she probably graduated from college when she was 22 so like I wonder how long she worked before going home
1: yeah I think she said that um like she was in college had her job and then like right after college and then had to give it up like wow, so yeah it's just crazy yeah
0: and obviously their the flight that they took was so cute and like I just loved how he was like leaning into her and like holding on to her because I would be literally screaming because A, I'm not a fan of flying. B, that is like so out in the open. Like you're literally exposed to the air. Like it's one seater or two seater. Like I would be
1: freaking out and she like handled herself well, I feel like. So scary. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think I would be terrified in the beginning, but you know, once you're like wrapped in each other's arms and everything, you settle into it a little bit more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she did well. And then I obviously was like, so glad that she did open up, um, during their dinner date because Matt had even noticed that, like, he felt like she was holding back a little bit and the way that he handled it I was like, you keep getting better and better because he was so present in the moment. It literally looked like he could have started crying. I almost started crying when she was sharing the story. And then he was like, you know, asked her a question of like, what can I do? How did he phrase it? He was like, what can I do to make you feel more comfortable during this experience? Or like, what did he say? It was
1: beautiful. Yeah yeah, he was like, what can I do to make this experience enjoyable for you and like comfortable for you? And you never see, I feel like the bachelor, the bachelorette, like asking questions for the like contestants, because it's really in reality, their journey. And, you know, these women are vying for their heart, but you never really see it reciprocated so early. And I was just really glad to see that that happened and you know like he's so new to everything so I just I yeah I I love that you brought that up yeah it was so cute it was so adorable and and just when he said
0: like I'm gonna be praying for your pops and everything like I was like he is just a stand-up guy and I'm so glad that he's new to this franchise because I think it adds a whole nother layer of authenticity that like we needed
1: yeah, I also saw that last night he posted on his Instagram story, like, a link where people could donate for an ALS foundation. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God. Like, could you not be any more? Yeah, like, so he's just so supportive of everyone and everyone's champion and, like, really wants to build people up and not, like, tear them down. And you could see that even with, like, the um, – dispute between Victoria and Marilyn like he really just wanted to squash the beef cuz he's not he's not here for the drama he just really wants to stay positive and be positive and have like a, a great experience. So, yeah, no, for sure. I
0: absolutely love him. I think he's a stand-up guy. Um so yeah, she obviously got a rose and we headed into the cocktail party which was more of like a showdown between Victoria and Marilyn which Just sucked because it took up way too much time. Um, But he did have a cute little one-on-one with Abigail in the beginning, which I loved. So sweet.
1: Oh, my God. Like, could they not be any cuter? Like, I know. uh, The the uh. little ear pull thing. And, like, I think it was so cute, too, because
0: the fact that, like, she has a hearing impairment... It was like adorable that she was like, if I like tug on my ear a little bit, like, and look at you, that'll be like our sign. And then he's like, okay, like, I'll do it back.
1: And I was like, I'm
0: going to (laughs) cry. So, so
1: cute. I, yeah, I loved that. And then we went straight into the Marilyn Victoria debacle. But Marilyn is right. Like, I, I don't love her, but, like, I kind of feel bad for her at the same time because she clearly did nothing wrong. Like, we all know that Victoria is just manipulating the situation and making lies and, like, throwing Marilyn under the bus. So I feel really bad for her, especially because she had, like, a decent conversation with Matt. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not obsessed with her. I don't think she's going to be anywhere near top ten, like. No. No what yeah. really annoys me
0: <laughs> she has this like really um like weird low tone voice sort of thing this is like she like whispers and I'm like oh this is, this is like freaking me out um yeah it was just obviously like Victoria pulls Matt and can we just talk about what Victoria was wearing
1: for a second so bad it's like Victorian Era, oh, maybe that's what she was going for. Victoria Victorian era dress, but like I the bra. Like she, <laughs> I feel like she got
0: it off the clearance rack at Charlotte Roos.
2: <laughs> I literally was like, oh God, <laughs> so, bad. So, bad. so bad. Actually,
1: Caitlin posted where the dress was from on her Insta story, and I couldn't find where it was. But oh my god, like girl cool like no one's looking for your back because if my friends didn't tell me how bad if my bra was showing from the back like but also that's like self-awareness as well like don't you realize that like if you wear a bra that's like black with like it was just so obvious so bad I was like this
0: is just an awful outfit and someone needs to help her and, and then she just literally, like, uses her whole time with Matt to talk about how Marilyn is toxic. And I'm, like, she's making stuff up. Like, she's quite literally just lying. And I don't know if it's, like, a cry for attention, which I feel like it probably is. Um, but, like, she doesn't even make sense when she's
1: talking to Matt. No. She – it's middle school drama. Like, she's projecting her insecurities onto other people and – Yeah. It's, it's just, it's honestly sad to see because like, oh God, it's just, it's, it's beyond bad. Like there's, there's the villains, but like she's on a whole other level, like in outer space, like Victoria land. I don't, I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like super manipulative. I was just like, oh God, here we go. And then he like goes and pulls Marilyn for a chat to like address it. And I felt like Marilyn could have maybe defended herself a little bit more. Um, I felt like she was pretty passive. And I just was like, if someone was attacking my character, like I would be going in and being like, okay, no, this is not what's happening. Um, but I also right. think she didn't want it to come off like she was trying to like attack Victoria.
1: Yeah, I think she addressed it well until she... she- the way she could have squashed it was by saying exactly what she said to Victoria, because what she said to Victoria wasn't even bad. So if you just said like, this is what I said to Victoria, and she's kind of twisting my words and saying it this way, then I feel like that could have, that could have been a way to defend herself. But she sort of just disregarded that whole part of like why Victoria was coming for her. And Matt would have, probably had a more clear answer in his head of what to do
0: yeah definitely it was it was just kind of messy and she goes in like Marilyn goes to talk to Victoria and she's just so childish and she's like no don't sit next to me like you sit there I'll sit here and I'm like oh my god like she's not gonna what is she gonna do if she sits next to you punch her in the face <laughs> <laughs> well it looks like she
1: already got punched in the face did you see the bags under her eyes that was either from a lack of sleep when her she was sleeping on the couch and she decided to move out from Marilyn's room I mean that couch did look really really comfortable regardless but like yeah she either got punched in the face like before she went on or like has just really bad bags under her eyes I literally like wrote
0: in my notes I was like did she get into a bar fight like what is going on (laughs) but also like wouldn't you look in the mirror and be like I need some eye cream like does anyone have eye cream
1: <laughs> or like the little pads you put on Oh my god this poor girl she just I really want to give her like so much of the benefit of the doubt and like hear what she has to say outside of this experience but right now I just cannot root for her at the uh, moment at the at the moment I it's, it's too hard it, it It's, like, too hard
0: to, like, not just, like, go in on her for the time being. And maybe we'll see a different side of her. And maybe we'll have a different opinion in the weeks to come. But, like, it was just so messy. And it basically took up the whole cocktail party. And then we went into the rose ceremony.
1: Yeah, we went straight into the rose ceremony. And then, obviously, there was a to-be-continued because Sarah started to faint. Um, And she was saying that she was going to pass out or she was blacking out. And I was like, Oh, God, she actually I wrote down the quotes, she said, she said, the longer she's here, the more I question my relationship with Matt. And I think it's pretty clear she was talking about Victoria, but that's like a pretty bold statement to make because obviously if you put victoria and sarah next to one another they are on completely different levels so if matt's picking victoria to say and he's picking someone like abigail and sarah to stay then what does that say about his taste and like what he likes in a woman like they're completely different people yeah i feel
0: like a lot of times that happens with women where they see him like building a relationship with someone else that's like so opposite from them but I think that that's a super easy way to kind of self-destruct in this process. It's like you really have to completely ignore his relationships with other people and like just focus on your own or you will do what I feel like I could see Sarah potentially doing is being like, I am so different than all of these other girls. Like how can he like me, but also like them, um, which like has to be so hard. But yeah, she basically brie like took her into the back and she was like i'm seeing stars like i'm gonna black out and like matt went you know right over to see how she was doing and the paramedics came and then we get you know hit with the to be continued done done
1: great i i hate these to be continued i'm like let's let's just a whole episode you know just give us give us less of this victorian maryland drama and just finish out the episode like i like, I don't, I don't even care. <laughs> like yeah. It's so petty and stupid. Mm-hmm. But good TV. So
0: I see why they do it. Um, yeah. But the upcoming highlights, it seems like
1: victorious days. I know. I, and it seems like Maryland's not there. So. I don't know, but there's clearly a lot of manipulation and lies that are going to be going around next week, and hopefully Matt is able to get to the bottom of it. Um, Yeah, it seems like the Victoria show all over again, and hopefully there's not much more of it, because it's really annoying.
0: (laughs) I don't care. It's like, how many episodes are we going to keep her around just for good tv like Matt is obviously not going to be with her like he obviously does not like her like let's just send her home and be you know get on with it but looks like she's definitely going to be here for next week and stirring up a ton of more drama with like multiple other women because there were so many women in the highlights that were crying and it also seems like Serena P and Abigail might be getting (sighs) one-on-ones Oh, yeah. I think Serena P gets one. I would love to see Abigail get one. Oh, please. Yeah, I know. I hope so. At least I think I saw Abigail and him in a hot tub. So maybe that was just like a group date thing. I don't know. But hopefully that happens. Yeah. And it looks like Bree was like kind of sneaking away to like grab him for a kiss or something in the
1: highlights and girls were getting like really pissed about it. So yeah, they were they were talking about someone being like really deceiving and manipulative and I'm wondering if they're talking about Sarah, like I don't know. That's how like the editing is like angling it towards is that maybe they're talking about Sarah, but I feel like the editing is trying to just skew us in a different direction and it's like probably Victoria or someone else in the cast. Sure. So and I'm super, super
0: excited for next week and before um, we play our interview with you guys with Kendall. Um, we have a couple short little bachelor news tidbits, uh, both about New York City actually. Um, yeah. We had Peter Weber making his move to the city uh, without Kelly. So he is flying solo. haha <laughs> he's a pilot. Um, and yeah he's he just moved into a new place in New York City Um, and you were saying that Kelly
1: is going to be moving back to the city right don't take my word for it but I think she's in Florida right now with her family and I feel like I saw her mention on Instagram that you know right now she's trying to just be around family and support herself with that and then She's hoping to make it to New York City in a few months. So that'll be interesting to see if, you know, he hits the rebound Mm -hmm. together. But yeah, like we were talking about before we came on here that New York City, obviously it's a big city, but it's a small city and there's great chances of them running into one another. (laughs) For sure. I mean, that's inevitable. Like the city's big, but not that big. No, no not at all and then we had Taysha and Zach run a 5k in New York and uh Dr. Joe also Mm -hmm. made an appearance there and that was so cute to see because like obviously Joe and Taysha didn't have much of a connection but I just love when like leads are still friends with the cast people and they don't make it awkward or anything and it was just really cute that they like had a little reunion in New York together
0: yeah it was adorable so That is all for Bachelor News, and we are now going to play our interview uh, with Kendall, and again, we thank her so much for coming on the show, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. So, um, we are so excited to have another special guest on this week on The Bachelor Degree. She was on Ari's season of The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise season five. Please welcome to The Bachelor Degree, Kendall Long.
2: Hello, hello, thank you for having me, and Pistachio's here as well, so you might hear him barking occasionally.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Pets that. are welcome. <laughs> yeah. Encouraged. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So before you got into everything with the bachelor, what was happening in your life and like what were your initial career aspirations?
2: Um, initially I was I went to school at Academy of Art University and I was obsessed with documentaries and um I wanted to be a documentarian and I was actually, when I moved to Los Angeles after school, I um, ended up being a creative director, like a set dresser, then a creative director. So I was um, behind the scenes um, making sets for different shows and movies. Wow, so, so
0: cool. So cool, yeah. We're both communications majors, so anything like that is up our alley. <laughs> oh,
2: perfect, you guys know. I love interviews. Yes. kind of getting to know them. It's um. it's really fun to tell other people's stories.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So we know when you were on the show, um, taxidermy was like a big thing for you. So (laughs) when, when did you like get
2: involved in that and like, kind of how did that come about? Um, I've been interested in natural history for the longest time. And when I was younger, I would go hiking and I'd find things like skulls or dead animals and I'd bring them home. And, um, my, much to the dismay of my mom, she did not like it. There was one time that I had I collected <laughs> a snake and I put him in a shoebox, and then our neighbors needed a shoebox for a class project, so they took the shoebox and then they opened it, and it was just like a big deal. Um, and so, so yeah, I just I've, I've always had a fascination with that, and then I went to a little natural history museum at a local park um, by where I lived, and I saw all taxidermy. I was like, I had no idea that there was a way to preserve. Um, animals in this way, and I've just always felt inspired by animals, and I study them on the side, so um, yeah, just kinda, just kinda it kind of just kind of happened, it's just passionate of mine.
1: Yeah, that's so cool, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, this is a weird question, but what is the most unique or your favorite animal that you have like preserved or stuffed? I guess <laughs>
2: um, I don't do too much taxidermy, everyone always thinks I'm a taxidermy. Okay. But I, I've done a couple things. for My friend, uh, Mickey, she's a, um, she does classes, like taxidermy classes. And so she travels all throughout the country doing that. And so she taught me how to make like mice and bunnies and stuff like that. Um, I did not do that great. <laughs> but uh, my favorite taxidermy piece, I'm like, looking at all my pieces right now. Uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, recently I got a jar of a, uh, animal testicles from a, a vet who neuters animals. And so um, oh, I have like a jar of like all the different, te- I just think it's hilarious, it's just so unique and not many people have huh? that. Piece. So right now I'm just like, oh, it's just, it's like a conversation starter. Like, what's that jar full of? I'm like, testicle.
1: You're so- like, let me
2: tell you about that jar. <laughs> uh, testicles. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a, I, I love like pieces like that that are just so weird and like. <laughs>
0: super fun like
2: conversation starter like you said I love that stuff so oh definitely yeah my where I was kind of like a little natural history museum and so my roommate actually brings people through and like shows them all my pieces as if it was like a museum (laughs) and it's so great I love
1: it that's so (laughs) funny oh my gosh I love that so what made you interested in going on to the show like were you scouted out or did you apply yourself
2: Oh, so I I applied myself, and it happened because I was house sitting with uh, my parents' place with a group of my girlfriends, and um, I we were drinking wine and watching The Bachelor, as groups of ladies do. And um, my friends were like, "Oh, you should totally go on the show," and I was like, "I would never do that." It's always like the initial reaction is like, (laughs) "Oh, I would never do that." Um, And then I drank a couple more glasses of wine, and it sounded like a great idea. So I applied very tipsy to be on The Bachelor. i don't really remember what i think i said i was like a ukulele playing taxidermy collecting twin and they're oh. like they're weirdo there she is and so, um, after that like it was just so easy after that and, um i almost didn't go on because i was traveling in spain right actually when rachel Lindsay's season was like uh doing the finale in spain i was in spain so oh. I think I felt like so serendipitous. I was like, oh, I'm in Spain. And uh, then I looked at my email and they had been trying to contact me. and I didn't have, you know, Wi-Fi in Spain. So not yeah. often I was like, oh, dang, I need to get up on this. So it almost didn't happen because I was traveling. But
0: I'm glad I That's did. That's really funny. That's yeah. a cool story, though, that you were like there while they were there.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was so it was so interesting. Um, yeah, I just kind of saw it as like a sign that I should do it. So it made me think of it.
0: Yeah, for sure, that's a good sign, I feel like. Um, So in terms of your season with Ari, uh, is there anyone in particular out of the girls that you
2: stay in touch with the most? Ooh, um, I absolutely love Jacqueline. She, um, on the show, we were just inseparable. And I think I cried harder when she left than when I left, when I left. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she's great, she has an amazing mind, um, very intelligent, so I really enjoyed getting to know her. Um, Becca I talk to occasionally, but she's uh very busy with two babies, uh, Becca Martinez. Um, mm-hmm. and then the other Rebecca that was a bachelorette, um, she mm-hmm. just moved to Los Angeles. So um yeah, we hang out occasionally.
1: That's fun. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So what would be your favorite memory from like being on the franchise and either like being on The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise?
2: I I loved that there were no phones and just no connection with the outside world whatsoever. Um, It was just because I felt more present there. And when I was on Paradise, it got to a point where I was like, just take my phone, please take it. I don't want to be a part of the outside world. I'd like to. It's just so cool to be in a world where you're not influenced by any other factors besides your own mind and your own present opinions. And so I really enjoyed that. and i enjoyed traveling you know it, I, I enjoyed waking up and not knowing where we were going to be the next day so the one thing that i really loved was they're like all right and now we're going to go to paris and i was like i've never been to paris that's so cool so it was just <laughs> it was so cool to be part of it and you know i was friends with everyone you know it's like a big group of friends doing that too so it was really fun
0: yeah definitely i mean that's got to be so much fun and i always like talk about wanting to just disconnect from my phone like give me a week to be away from it so I'm sure that's got to be really awesome
2: yeah I just you know it's one of those bittersweet things where of course we love looking at it um Mm -hmm. but at the same time if if there's a way that I was like forced to get rid of my phone I'm like oh no like that's you know um but yeah I (laughs) I love being disconnected from that
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So in terms of your time on paradise, um, we obviously watched your relationship with Joe start to flourish. And so we were wondering um, if you and Joe still keep in touch at all.
2: Um, You know, we, we used to, it kind of, it goes in like sporadically we'll be in touch. Um, But as of late, we haven't really been in touch that often. I, I think it's, it's difficult to continue talking to an ex after, like we were in a place where we were like thinking about marriage and, um, it's just hard to have those feelings happen again when you know that, you know, the future probably won't work out. So I think we stopped, we stopped kind of teasing ourselves recently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's very understandable, very relatable for a lot of people.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's difficult because like, we were like best friends, you know, we went through so yeah. much together and, um, you know, we, yeah, it's hard to just like not have that person in your life when you're just so used to having them there for such a long time. So
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. So would you ever consider going back onto paradise?
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, by this time, there's been so many, just so many other people who have been on the show. So I'm not even sure if I'm somebody that would be thought of to go on the show again. Um, there's amazing girls. I mean, looking at this season with Matt, I mean, there's just so many great personalities and like amazing women. So I mean, like, I had my fun. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, banking on the fact that I'll be on Paradise again. I'm just kind of, I don't know. It's, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say no, but I don't know if I would say yes. It's,
0: right, right. Yeah. Kind of see what happens.
2: <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's a intense world. It'd be ready for a lot, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. true. We're yeah, and so many people that like we've seen on the show were like oh like they would definitely be great on Paradise like I feel like it's going to be like a huge cast to cool. this upcoming so summer so many
2: people yeah I'm like yeah. saw my weird taxidermenist you don't need to see it again <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: that's funny and- <laughs> In terms of the you know previous season with Taysha, is there any you know one on there one of the guys that you may have had your eye on if you were to you know even just see them in the real world or
2: if you were to go back on Paradise? Um, there's, I mean, I, I, there are a lot of amazing men on Taysha's season. I think the one thing I loved mm-hmm. about all of the men was that they were extremely vulnerable to an extent that I haven't seen before
1: mm-hmm.
2: with the Bachelorette season. Um, usually, the men are more reserved and afraid to speak about things that have affected them so I was impressed by that a lot um I'm not really sure for me I'm I'm a very much in-person kind of person like I have to meet Mm -hmm. you and see if your humor is the same as mine um and uh I don't know I mean there's a lot of cuties on there of course I mean they're all attractive so yeah (laughs) yeah level maybe (laughs)
1: No, I was just going to say, it was a very attractive season for sure. And like you said, I was so happy that they were all very vulnerable because I feel like the men on the show aren't usually vulnerable. And I think that's even props to Tasha that she just gave that space for them to really open up. And I was really happy to see that.
2: Yeah, she was very, a, just like a solid woman. And I think mm-hmm. um, it's nice to see that they saw so much safety in her to be vulnerable. And I think that was maybe what it was. Like when Claire was on... Um, I, I think that maybe they felt extremely, like, extremely vulnerable, almost to an extent. They're like, I, I felt like very, very insecure to a sense because I knew that she was so into Dale. So when Tasha came, it was just more of like a relief I can see in their eyes mm-hmm. like, oh man, mm-hmm. I actually have a chance to find love here and to, you know, explore. And I think having that t- almost taken away from them allowed them to see it from a different perspective.
0: Yeah. That's a good way to put it for sure cuz you definitely saw such like a transition when Tasha came with the guys and them feeling more comfortable to be uh open and honest with her.
2: Oh, completely. Yeah, she definitely yeah. she was definitely amazing, amazing, guys. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, she was great. Yeah. Have you met Tasha before?
2: I have. Yeah, I have. Um and she's just um she's just well spoken. I mean, she she just seems very determined and she knows her path and um I think that's just extremely attractive in a woman um, or any mm. person in general, just to
1: mm.
2: feel like when you're around them, you feel like they got to figure it out. And so, um, yeah, I, I really like Tasha. So I was actually really excited to find that she's going to be the bachelorette. Not that I didn't love Claire, cause I, I've met Claire before and I really like her as well, but I almost feel like the jig was up. We're like, we know you like Dale. We know you're gonna choose him. Like you called him your husband, like <laughs> you know, episode three. So um,
1: yeah.
2: I, I liked seeing Tasha. Go into something where she can actually explore something and actually kind of go through the whole process, as opposed to being so sure so soon.
1: So, what have you been up to since being on The Bachelor in Paradise?
2: Um, I've been quarantining, and I just published a book. So, uh, and just really that it's been like a a goal of mine for years to publish a book. And um, it's just a, it's called Just Curious Nope the Questions. So it's just a book of all these questions I've collected and accumulated. Like since I was in college, I would just collect all these questions and bring them out on first dates. And so um, it's been, I've been really enjoying you know, being a published author. I'm like I am a published author now. I feel so cool.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> that's
2: awesome. but, uh, Honestly,
0: oh, well, that's so cool.
2: Out on it because uh, yeah, it's it's been really really fun to be a part of that. So.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I'm just curious, just because that sounds so cool. So you've been like collecting these questions and did you know you were like collecting them because one day you wanted to write this book or how was that kind of process? Not at all?
2: Yeah, not at all. It wasn't even a concept in my mind to publish it. It was just something that I enjoyed doing. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. bringing out the notebook and saying, pick a number between one and 500. Cause I collected so many over, over the course of like years and years. Um, and it just really, the trajectory of my relationships they were just so much more in depth and they went to unexpected corners. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. we have so many monotonous conversations and that was just a way to kind of break that monotony, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, I actually loved it. And I brought it on when I was on Ari's season of the bachelor, I brought it on there and my producer was like, bring that to one of your dates. You totally should do that. And that's when I asked him if he would ever eat human meat. And, uh, he said he wouldn't, but I, he also I remember said that. Yeah. Yeah. He all, like uh, off camera. He's like, I would, I'm like, I knew it. Like this is so funny. It's so much more fun than they showed. Like he was such a funny personality. Um, but, but yeah, it was. And then, you know, from there, everyone's like, you have to publish it and it took me years to publish it because it was very personal to me. Um, and I was like, and then during quarantine, I was like, you know, I feel like this would really help spark so many, um, interesting insightful conversations with people at a time when we're so separate. So it all just kind of worked.
0: Yeah, that's really awesome. That sounds so cool. Um, and in terms of like, quarantine, uh, we've been asking, you know, people were interviewing, it's kind of like, what was your favorite pastime? Like, what did you do to, you know, kind of stay sane <laughs> during this crazy time?
2: Um, I-, I think I just like dove into so many different areas. Uh, I did the whole workout thing, where I did like this intensive hit hit training every single day. And I felt like I can like, rock a zombie apocalypse uh, <laughs> like the cooking avenue where i just started cooking all this weird food i got an air fryer and all this weird i got like a pasta maker and i was like I'm <laughs> be a crazy cook um and then reading publishing a book i mean I, I there was definitely ways that i kept busy pistachio was a huge emotional support because i i literally got him in January, so right before wow. it kind of started. Um, and yeah, it's been really cool to kind of get to know his quirky personality <laughs> throughout this. Um, and then uh, my sister, I'm incredibly close to her and so she'd come over and visit and yeah. I mean, it enjoy, yeah. it's like, you know, it's one of those things, I mean, it, it, it's, it's such an awful thing, you know, but mm-hmm. to try to find a silver lining of something that's so scary is that, you know, really, we really had a lot of time for ourselves and with ourselves and, uh, maybe like a small select group of people. So I feel like a lot of my relationships have really strengthened because of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I've wanted, I've been trying to convince my parents to get an air fryer so badly. <laughs> Cause I'm like, Oh, they look so fun to cook I, with. It's so good.
2: I just got one from my dad for Christmas. Um, and I, I put everything in there. I made, I made uh, mushroom nuggets, <laughs> which sounds Ooh. Really like, you know those weird like those, I think they're like Japanese mushrooms, like the long one, they have like these long stems and tiny little buttons on top. I just yeah. like, and they literally well, I think they taste like chicken nuggets, but yeah. <laughs> you can make anything with them. You can put dim sum in there, you can put like potatoes. Mm. I don't know. I can geek out on air frying all day.
0: There's so, so much you can yeah. do with it though. We yeah. have one sure. and have- yeah, it's awesome. It's so much fun. <laughs> Yeah. Well now I'm convinced
1: I have to get one. <laughs> I have to get one, Joe.
2: <laughs> <there> <laughs> that's not a dehydrator. Yeah. yeah I've dehydrated so much stuff too.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like you said, obviously 2020 was a really dif- difficult year, but instead of focusing on the negatives, we really want to focus on the positives. So, what was the best thing to come out of 2020 for you? Um
2: hmm. I think definitely taking advantage of the time, time off, I guess you could say, to pursue something that was always a passion of mine and that I have been wanting to do for years. I think <clears throat> publishing a book was like something that I'm like really proud that I took the time to do. And, you know, we're just working on projects, like work on like myself and look inward. And I think we can be so distracted by events and parties and getting together with people and going out and um, it was nice just to kind of have that on a standstill, like very much like how when I went on Paradise or Bachelor, I didn't have my phone. I was co- disconnected from the outside world. Is kind of similar where I you had to kind of reinvent the wheel, like reinvent um, how you approach life. And um, I think we're going to come out of it looking back at it kind of, uh, you know, of course there's a negative element of it, but looking back at it and being like, wow, I like went through a lot of growth during that time. So
0: yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. That's a, very good outlook to have on the whole situation. Um, so in kind of turning now to this current season, are you watching Matt's season? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. So just <laughs> yeah. tell us like initial thoughts. What are you thinking <laughs> two episodes in? How how do you like it so far?
2: I, I love Matt. I, I think he's just so well-spoken and he's just, he really cares, you know, and I think he just really puts himself in there. He also hasn't been on the show before. So I think it's really unique to see somebody um, be as nervous as the girls coming in. You see him getting really nervous. He doesn't have that classic bachelor energy of like, all these ladies like me and I'm going to this and like kiss so many people. He's not like that. He, he's very much just like, this is my first time too. And in that vulnerability, the women are also sharing so much. And the the women in this season are, are like absolutely amazing. Um, they're just so well-spoken. And um, who was I, I think it's Brie. Who, she had the green dress that first night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, uh, she had her one-on-one like last week. Mm-hmm. I, I love her so much. Like she's my favorite. I, I think mm-hmm. she's the one right now that really stands out to me. Um, what's the other who, who, who also just had the one-on-one with her? Who
0: Sarah. Her. Sarah. Sarah.
2: I love Sarah. I think like seeing that one-on-one with her really showcased, it made her look so much more attractive in my eyes, because mm-hmm. she also showed like the sacrifices that she had made in order to like, she was so selfless. So um, there's incredible women on this season too. So um, I, I don't he's gonna fall in with more than one. I just know it. Like There's just no way he's not.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you had to pick a top four, who, who would you pick?
2: Right now, definitely um, Bree and then Sarah. And then um, who was the woman that had, I think she's deaf. Um, Abigail, 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 I really like Abigail. And then I'm just learning everyone's names. I'm so bad with names. So it takes me a little while. (laughs) Um, And then I I really like, um, who's who's the one that had the dildo?
1: Yes,
0: (laughs) Katie.
2: Katie, and we saw such a more serious side of her in the Mm -hmm. last episode. And I love that she could be fun. She could be out there doing something really crazy. Um, Wouldn't be necessarily something that I would do, but I commend her for going for it. And mm-hmm. then she would turn around and be just so, just have a, such a serious side and such, like, I, I really liked seeing those different sides of her and, and mm-hmm. um, different elements of who she was. So right now, I think those are my top four. Also, yeah. Chelsea. Chelsea is someone that I really want to get to know more about. She had an amazing dress the first night, and yes. that was
1: just
2: took my attention, like, immediately. I was like, oh, but I, I haven't, like, seen enough of her yet. Um, So I'm excited to see more of her as well
0: yeah for sure yeah. those are definitely that's a good top four and is any like one woman standing out where you think like that could be the person that he ends up with
2: brie for sure yeah i think she, she stood out to meet night one and her one-on-one date just kind of like further solidified you know just like how she's just so centered and strong um mm-hmm. and she just seems like calming presence she kind of just like slows things down mm-hmm. and the chaos of like all the drama that's going on with victoria um she's just like (laughs) you know like victor oh i I just like you know and i cringe so hard (laughs) i just i mean i just someone like that just seems so lost in a lot of different ways and like especially being on the show and like seeing certain personalities of other women you know resorting to certain tactics in order to survive another episode it just seems like Mm. she's survived to the next episode it doesn't seem like Mm -hmm. she's really Working on their relationship, she's just like I wanna, I wanna get a rose to be like on TV more. It, it doesn't seem like she actually really cares about anyone. So, no.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I I would agree.
2: It feels yeah. very
1: um, attention seeking. Yeah, no, sucks. Yeah. yeah. So we asked some of our listeners to write in burning questions they had for you. So the first one being, did you enjoy being on The Bachelor or Paradise more?
2: I would say Paradise because it felt it it, it, it felt more real, not real, but like in terms of like how you actually find, like start a relationship. There was mm-hmm. a bunch of guys, a bunch of girls. If you find a connection, you do, and if you don't, then you, you know whatever. But um, when on the when I was on the Bachelor, it was so crazy that all these women wanted one man. Like it just mm-hmm. didn't. It was just kind of like a, the formatting of it. I was like, oh, I'm not really sure if that's like how I would fall in love. But Paradise obviously allowed me to you know see something in someone that I might not have seen otherwise and so um I really enjoyed the process of that
0: yeah yeah that definitely makes sense I feel like it paradise maybe feels a little bit more relaxed I don't know if I could say if that would be true but
2: oh yeah I mean you're hanging out on the beach you have so much time that's a thing you have yeah. so much time to really get to know people and like people that are there and um Yeah, I think that was something that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed just like getting super close for fast and uh, it was really fun.
0: Yeah, 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 that's awesome. Um, So we also had a listener write in who wanted to um, have us ask you, who is one person from the Bachelor franchise that you haven't met yet, but you want to?
2: That's a good question. (laughs) Mm, Trying to think. There are so many amazing people I'm just trying to think of like meet in person, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, hmm, Brie. I mean, I, but she's like the one that's on the season. She's made me like I I think she'd be such a cool friend, you know? Mm-hmm. I think she's so cool. Um so yeah, she's like right now she's the one that comes to my head. Like I think that yeah, I think she'd be someone really cool to get to know.
0: Definitely. Yeah, she seems like an awesome, I feel like she'd be like an awesome friend.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I feel like she'd give great advice. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, she would. Yeah, yeah, I need that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This isn't a listener question, but we asked Ashley when we had her on what her favorite food and drink was down in paradise. So what was yours? Um, I love the shrimp tacos. they had great shrimp tacos. Mm. Um, Everything they cooked there was great.
2: Um, But the guacamole was really great too. Um, And... Mm made a great margarita i'm a big spicy margarita girl the drink mm. that was big on our season of paradise was um tequila pineapple it's like tequila tequila pineapple water it was really weird Ooh, um
1: interesting really
2: hydrated um, also there was a two drink max every hour um
1: and
0: really
2: was, i mean yeah i'm like i i'm like such a lightweight but um, yes, yeah, so you can't, you can't drink too much when you're there, which is a blessing. <laughs> I yeah. Think, interesting.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
2: Yeah. I feel yeah. like two
0: drinks in an hour, I'd be tipsy anyway. So
2: <laughs> no, it was enough. I think during Ashley and Jared's proposal, actually, when we were there, they gave us champagne to celebrate. And that just like took me over the edge. I was, was like, <laughs> the time I ever remember being drunk and I remember waking up the next morning, like, oh my gosh, I was drunk the more cameras. Like what happens when you wake up after you drink too much? You're like, what happened? Uh, thankfully, nothing <laughs> <that's laughs> happened awful happened. But, uh, that's like, really funny. I was like, I really am glad I didn't have that feeling more than once on the show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So before you go, because we're so happy to have you, is there anything you want to plug and also tell our listeners where to follow you at?
2: um yeah so obviously it's tweeted about my book just curious a book of questions uh really pumped about that um but my Instagram is it's Kendall Long I'm actually just so psyched that I got to change the, my Instagram handle because it used to be like he Kendall and it was just, it was just like <laughs> like I, I think I was like in high school or something or, or I think I was in high school when I made that one up and I was like why like why <laughs> um and so yeah it's so um that's me <laughs> Perfect.
0: awesome awesome wonderful that's that's awesome and congratulations on your book that is amazing yeah. uh, awesome all right nice. thank, thank you, thank you, you so, so much, much. it's so nice
2: to meet you Of course, nice to meet you too loves all right <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>
0: all right guys we hope you enjoyed that interview with Kendall and we will be with you all weekly to recap Matt's season of The Bachelor and update you on all things
1: Bachelor Nation we will talk to you bachelor bitches next week on the bachelor degree. Bye guys.
0: Bye everyone.